Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and sometimes contradicting thoughts of a black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm really grateful that you are here with me tuning into another episode of this podcast. This is the premiere episode for season five. And um, though it's season five for the podcast, for the audio version of the podcast, it's the first season um, that I'm on YouTube visually. So I'm really excited about that. It's been a goal of mine since season one to eventually get into the video podcasting. So I'm finally doing it. It has been obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. But we made it. We made it. We made it. We survived. Q has a guy walker. Um, yeah, so welcome to season five, y'all. So when I first started this podcast, I did so wanting to create a space where it was okay to not have all the answers. We are constantly inundated with information and opinions from all the experts on all of the things. Every week we're learning about, you know, another way we think wrong, behave wrong, believe wrong. You know, it's always someone coming to us with the answers. Do this, think this way, believe this way, choose this way. And um, yeah, over here, I just want us to be okay with embracing the gray and leaning into curiosity. Um, So yeah, in season five, you may hear me say things in regards to where I stand or what I'm figuring out that may differ from what I may have spoken about or what I may have stated in earlier seasons, such as season one or two, right? Um, I've changed my mind on some things um, because I'm ever evolving and so are you. And I think that's okay. So I wanted to sort of kind of reintroduce myself in this podcast before we deep dive into season five and all that it will bring. Season five does have a new segment that I'm, that I'm excited about called Shades of Dating. Um, and of course, we'll still have Let's Unpack It because we're, we're going to unpack the things. Okay. <laughs> and that's what I do. We're going to unpack and unlayer and dig and dive because I live in the deep waters. Y'all know, y'all know. So yeah, for this first episode of season five, I wanted to do something a little bit differently which is to do a Q&A episode. So this will be Let's Unpack It Q&A edition. So let's get into it. I asked my followers on social media to send in some questions and the following is what I received. So yeah, I'm gonna answer these questions. All right, let's go. The first question, what passion project are you currently working on? Um... I am currently honestly just working to get out consistent podcast content. Um, So I do not have a project that I'm currently working on. I have several, I have several projects in the queue, several that I have began and not finished, several that um, are on my idea list, um, several that I do want to see, you know, fully executed, but the space I'm in, mm-mm. I, I, I have limited capacity. So, um, not a, not, not, not a ton of passion projects that I'm actually working on. Um, but hopefully maybe, you know, 
sometime in 2023, I'll get back to, to those. And hopefully I'll have some more, I don't know, some, something more to share then. But as of now, it's just this. Shades of Brown is my baby. Mm-hmm. Next question. Um, what are some new items on your bucket list? And this includes travel destinations too. I really want to, before this year is out, um, before 2022 ends, I really want to learn how to swim and um, I really want to learn how to shoot. Um, so yeah, there's that. I um, am currently searching for like, you know, the proper or the best fit gun for me. Um, something that's small that I can carry, of course, in my purse and something that is not so intimidating. That's what comes to the top of my mind when I think of like bucket list items. I really, really, really want to learn to swim and learn how to shoot and not be afraid of the sound and the feel and the sensation, all of that. So, yeah, as for travel destinations, I I really want to go somewhere everywhere. Like I really want to go everywhere. I really, really do. Um I don't have anything, I don't have any particular place that I'm planning towards like in the next six months or let me, let me back up. I don't have any international destinations that I'm planning for in the next six months that I have not gone to yet um, or the next, you know, year or so, but I want to go somewhere everywhere. But I think bucket list though, like if I couldn't get to all the places I wanted to go to, but I, you know, I had to choose, I don't know two or three places like before I left this world where I definitely want to go that's definitely um to um West Africa Ghana Nigeria actually to several places along the West African coast I want to go to and I would love to go to um Thailand and um Italy. I want to go to Italy. Yeah. And of course, I want to like go pretty much everywhere in the Caribbean. Yeah. I just love being near water. So yeah, I don't really have like a travel bucket list or, or at least I don't have something that's, that's in order where I'm like knocking off one by one. I, I want to go everywhere because this world is so vast and so big and it speaks to the glory of God and it speaks to the creator, like all of creation, you know, gives, gives God glory. And I want to experience as much of creation as possible. I really, really do. So, yeah, I mean, that may not answer your question. I hopefully, I hope it does. Um, maybe it was a roundabout way or a long winded way of answering it, but hopefully I did. So yeah, that's that. Next question. How is home life? Home life is better. Home life is home life is better. I am currently still living in, in Alabama back home in Dothan, Alabama. Um, for those who are not um, familiar with my transition in the past couple of years, um, in season four, I talked about my transition from Nashville to Alabama, moving back home. So quick context because I don't want people to be confused like what do you mean what's home life like anyways so at the end of 2020 I left my corporate job 
and I moved back home with my parents. Yeah. And so that was, I got back to Alabama December 2020. It is currently September 2022. And so it's going on two years. And it has been extremely challenging on, on all fronts, right? The transition of leaving my favorite, one of my favorite cities. You know, I loved Nashville so much. The transition of, you know, leaving my job, which I'll get into later because I actually ended up going back to my job. Praise him. Insert phrase break here. Ha, won't he do it? Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, the transition, all, all those transitions. And then of course, you know, like the transition of like going back to your parents' house as a full grown adult and hadn't been there since high school. So, oh child, that is a lot. But to answer your question, thank you for this question. Um, it is much better. It is much better because I am in a better place. Um, and I have, you know, had the ability, the privilege to implement certain systems that keep my peace guarded, um, that keep my heart guarded and pure. And um, yeah, so though it's not ideal, and though I am, of course, you know, working to leave, it's better. Um, yeah, it's better. I do a lot of getting away. Like I'm not even in Dothan right now. I'm not, I'm not recording this in Dothan. I'm, I'm gone all the time, every other week or every, you know, couple of weeks, I'm finding a reason to be out of there. So, and, and that's one of the ways I keep my sanity, keep my peace, um, is by staying there as little as possible. So yeah, it's, it's better. Thank you for the question. Um, next question, your best self, what does she look like? What is she doing? What is she saying? And what's the vibe? I am going to try to answer this as best as I know how. Um, what does my best self look like? She looks moisturized. First of all, (laughs) she looks moisturized. She looks radiant. Um, she looks well, she looks happy and at peace. Um, what is she doing? She is traveling. She is on the go. She is, um, saying less. Actually, it says, what is she saying? She's saying less. I feel like I don't know if it's a transition thing. I don't know if it's an age or maturity thing. I don't, I don't know, but it's like the older I get, the less I have to say, at least, you know, at least, I don't know. I'm still figuring that part out. So I don't, I don't have a ton to offer there, but I'm saying less acts. Like what is she saying? I'm saying less. Um, maybe it's about conserving my energy. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that speaks to that. Like, I don't have energy for a lot of the things that I used to have energy for. Like the conversations I used to have energy for, I don't have any more or um, like, I don't know. I'm just saying less. Um, what's the vibe? The vibe is real free flowy right now. <laughs> the vibe is real go with the flow and I am not a go with the flow person. I'm not a 
chill person. I'm very structured. I am very, I, you know, can be extremely anxious. Um, so yeah, lately though, I've just kind of been like water, um, or at least trying to be like water, just fluid. So that's the vibe right now is fluidity and flexibility and, um, yeah, it's a good vibe. It's a real good vibe. It feels really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope I, I hope I answered that question. Um, yeah, that's that. Okay. Next question. How are you really doing? Oh, we, um, how am I really doing? I am, I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm in a good space. I'm in a space where <laughs> I'm so churchy. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, I ain't where I want to be, but thank God I ain't where I'm not where I used to be. <laughs> so churchy, but I cannot help it guys. I cannot help it. Um, but that's real. though. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> I am yet striving yet. Even yet is churchy. Okay. It is what it is. I'm churchy. Let me just talk and you can figure out what the translation is to secular talk, whatever. Um, I am yet striving, um, to this place where in th this non-existent place, but I'm yet striving, right. To become, I'm yet striving to unlearn and peel back and heal and grow and evolve and all the things. Right. Um, and I say that to say, though I'm in a good space, there's still the, the bumps that come along with healing and transitioning and evolving and becoming and transforming, right? You know, with the whole caterpillar and butterfly analogy, right? It's like, in order for a butterfly to exist, a caterpillar has to die. Um, so I do feel that I'm in yet another transformation where there are some things dying off and new things being birthed. So there's some pain in that. Um, more so, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, pain. There's some pain in that, in that journey. There's some discomfort, really is discomfort. Um, there's for sure some discomfort. Um, I sometimes have days like, why am I in such a good space? But I feel so blah, or I feel so uncomfortable, or I feel so... Like today just ain't it, you know, but it's that this and that it's the, the joy and pain, sunshine and rain, right? It's, it's all of that existing together, but overall, I'm really, really, really good. You know, like I'm really, really good. I left that stupid case management job. That was the, that decision. Anyways, I don't want to dwell on regrets, but I'm doing well. One of the reasons I'm doing so well is because in May I left that stupid job. It was the most toxic environment ever. Um, and it's crazy because literally, um, the day, and of course you, you, if you want to know more about that case management job, you may want to go back to season four and listen to the earlier episodes in season four. Cause I speak about transitioning for, from my corporate defense contracting job to, you know, being on my own self-employment. And then this opportunity coming up to 
work in the nonprofit world. And I thought that was my way of giving back, my way of serving my my father because it's his nonprofit. Um, and I don't regret that. I don't regret helping him build um, something that is dear to him and something that will be a part of his legacy. But the specific program that we ended up working with that had nothing to do with my dad or my dad's nonprofit, we were working with another pro- state program. They were the most incompetent people I've ever worked with. It was awful. And I was having headaches daily. I was angry. I was irritable. And I just thought it was like, well, this is, you know, my path, you know, and this is suffering for Christ. And there's something greater on the other end of this. And God's going to get the glory from my story, you know, whatever, whatever. And I had somewhere in those almost 12 months, somewhere in those 10 months of working that job, I was like, this ain't God. God is not this mean. God is not cruel. God loves me. God wants to see me prosper. God is not causing me anxiety. God is not causing me to, you know, literally cry at work because it was that bad. No, this isn't God. And it took, it took literally, um, (laughs) this is a long winded answer, but I'm gonna tell you why I'm good. Um, it took, a moment at church actually back in April when this random lady who does not know me she comes to me and she's like you need to let it go like this thing you're attached to it is draining you it is like a parasite to you it is toxic and it's poison to you um and you have been released from it like let it go right and that was my confirmation like I got to I got to get up out of here. Um, so my very last day on that job, no, well, of course I started looking for other jobs, right? And my the first thing I did was like, well, let me go back to my old job. Like, I don't really care about nothing right now. I just want relief and I want a coin. I, I'm ready to get back to making money. <laughs> um, so I go back and apply to uh, my old company for a different sector, but same company. And it was for a remote position. So I wouldn't have to, you know, move anywhere. Cause I'm like, Lord, I'm at least trying to stay put in Dothan because you got me here. So let me find something remote. Long story short, I end up getting hired for this new position, this new remote position, the last day of my, this case, that case management crap. God bless case managers. Y'all are the bomb.com because the way I cannot and will not and shall not. Huh? So yeah, like literally my last day on the job was the day I got hired cause for this, for this new job. And it was, it was like, like a wink from heaven. Like, girl, like I got you. Like, yes, I asked you to do this. Yes, I asked you to, to do that. But I didn't require you to, to, to avail yourself to such poison. Like I would not do that to you. So you're free to move about you're, you. You are like whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So you're, you, you can do what you want to do, girl. Like I got you. You want to go back to your old job, go back to your old job, whatever, you know? And it was a good situation. Let me just to tell you that, right. It's remote and it's flexible and it's everything I asked for. It's everything I asked uh, minus one or two things. It's everything I asked for. When I was praying to God, like deliver me from this job. This is so stupid. I thought I was following you, Lord, but this ain't it. Um, and he did that. So I, I said all that to say that 
that plays a major role in why I'm doing so well because one, financial stability plays a huge role in our overall well-being, in our mental health, in our emotional wellness, in our relational wellness. Money matters. Hello? Coins count. Okay? <laughs> um, so, and, and um, work-life balance matters. So, I'm not, you know, um, stretched in the way that I was last year and the top of this year. Um, so freeing up my time, right. Um, and all those things, it, it has, it has been such a game changer. It has renewed my mind, renewed my hope and strength in ways I can't imagine. And I'm honestly grateful for that break from corporate America because it made me appreciate the nine to five life, um, a whole lot more. It made me appreciate, um, what so many of us demonize. It made me appreciate it, right? Because I like stability and security. And that self-employment life, that figuring that, all the other stuff I was doing, trying to figure out whatever, whatever, I tried it and I'm back in corporate and I love it. <laughs> Listen, give me nine to five all day, every day, as long as I have flexibility. And because the goal, of course, right, is financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom. And with this position, I am getting closer to that goal in every single one of those, right? Time freedom, of course, I don't have like complete time freedom because, you know, I have a set schedule, right? But there's so much more time freedom in this um, job than, you know, any other that I've had. And location freedom, I have that now because uh, because it's, it's, a remote, it's a remote position. So... That's why I'm in such a good space because my job changed. So I'm good. It's like everything else is minimized. And you know what? I may edit all that out because that was a very, 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 very long response to your one simple question. How are you really doing? But I'm doing better because I quit that stupid job. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Next question, what is your favorite self-care practice and what does it do for you? Hmm, lately, lately self-care for me looks like movement. So I've come to learn that I really, really enjoy dancing. I really enjoy moving. So sometimes it's a walk on the trail, right? And it's just me and the smells of pine trees and um, the sounds of whatever is on the trail. <laughs> um, and that's been very, very, very beneficial for me in so many ways. Um, and then sometimes it's dancing naked in the mirror. And it is so healing, something so simple, but it's very, very, very healing. So I've really been enjoying seeing my body in motion and moving more. I'm not the most the most active person, but over the years, whenever I've had these spurts of like activity where I'm working out all the time or whatever, whatever, anytime I would do push-ups, I would always do the girl push-ups, right? Because push-ups are hard. Heck. Um, well, I just started challenging myself to like do the like real ones, <laughs> like to see how many I can do. And it is something so satisfying when I either get through uh um get through 
what is it a rep or a set I don't know what which one I'd be using them interchangeably but you know what I'm talking about when I get through uh, a set yeah <laughs> when I get through a set quicker than I got through it the previous day or when I increase my repetitions right like it's something so satisfying about that and I can always see it in myself like pretty pretty quickly when I'm doing them consistently so that's been really cool too so again back to movement like um walking outside in nature and I don't know like I've been really enjoying like the smells of nature I'm specifically on this one trail that I walk um as often as I can um it's certain spots on that trail that like I just stop and just smell like oh my god this smells so like nature smells so good like oh my god that really smells good and it just like it really um, excites my senses. So yeah, moving has been my self-care, my favorite self-care practice lately, like going out and dancing. Like I grew up really, really churchy. So, you know, the thought of clubbing was like, oh, oh my God, that is a sin, girl. You don't go to the club. But it's like, I like dancing. And if I happen to be out with my friends and there's a really, really amazing DJ and we want to dance, I'm like, club or not, I like doing this. <laughs> I like it, okay? It's a good time. It's a really, really good time. Until somebody's old grandpa tries to come up behind me, child. That can get a little bit creepy. <laughs> they just be so close. Like, ooh, give me some space, please. I feel things I don't want to feel. <laughs> so, yes, movement has been my favorite self-care practice recent in, in recent times how many stamps did you get on your passport during your break one and I got my very first one over the break um I've had my passport since 2016 so I've had my passport for six years and I finally stamped it I went to Cancun with uh, my best friend and uh some friends of hers and yeah, I specifically went to, um, you know what, I'm not going to try to say the city name because it's funky, but it was about 45 minutes south of Cancun. And so it's like right, right in between Tulum and Cancun. And it was gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I love it. Want to go back tomorrow. Like I, I definitely want to go back because we, um, uh, we pretty much stayed on the resort the whole time, which was phenomenal. This resort was so beautiful, y'all. We stayed at, uh, let's see, Bar Barcelona Maya Riviera. Does that sound right? Riviera Maya? I think the place is called Riviera Maya, but the, the resort was called Barcelona Maya Riviera. And it on, on the adult-only side, and oh my God, it was like the architecture the fact that they weren't kids running around <laughs> like it was fabulous the views like running into a group of black folks from charlotte and turning up with them like random strangers you know random black strangers in the middle of the hotel like turn up to whatever they were playing like it was just a good time and i want to go back immediately to explore more because like I said we, we pretty much stay on the resort the whole time so when I go back I want to like explore and go outside of the resort and try authentic Mexican food and go to like some of the are they called c-notes I think 
I think that's what they're called. Those like little caves with the pools and stuff and the water and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I actually want to do some more exploring in Mexico. Like I kind of want to just go all around. I want to go explore like the Afro Mexican areas. I want to go to Tulum, of course. I want to go to Puerto Vallarta. I want to go to Cozumel. Like I just really kind of want to go all over Mexico because I really like kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, and it's so close. Like I could not believe how cheap that trip was. I'm like, wait a minute. I've been doing traveling wrong all this time. Cause I used to have a goal of wanting to get to all 50, all 50 States. Um, that is no longer a goal cause I really don't be caring about America like that. I'm not checking for America like that. Um, but traveling and traveling domestically, like, is extremely pricey and I'm thinking well if, if it's this pricey to travel within the states of course it's going to be more to travel outside outside the states boy was I wrong <laughs> like g- traveling to Mexico was much cheaper than any trip I've ever taken to Miami much cheaper than any trip I've ever taken to Chicago much tr- cheaper than any trip you will ever take to New York child hello so there's that if you've never gone overseas um, or I mean, if you've never gone out of the country, maybe go to Mexico for a weekend or something like that would be a good start because I, I loved it. And yeah, um, so that's what I, that's how many stamps I got. One stamp, my very first stamp. Okay, last question. This is a really good one. What have you been doing to help you consistently take up space so beautifully? First of all, thank you. Cause there's a quite a, there's quite the compliment within this question. And I, I appreciate it. Cause I don't always see myself as someone who, you know, is very good at taking up space um, and being authentic and, you know, standing my ground and being okay with just being me, you know? So I really appreciate that. Thank you. To answer your question, I've been more intentional about asking myself what I want and for some, that could be very simple. That could be very elementary. It could be very um, organic for you to, to do that. And very natural for you to do that. It's not for me because I am a recovering people pleaser. So for the majority of my life, everything is about how does this please someone else? How does this make me look in front of someone else, right? Like how does this boost my image for that said person, thing, place, organization? I don't know. And... Because of that, I found myself in a place not even knowing what I wanted because I had never even given myself permission to ask or because it had gotten so hidden underneath what I thought I was supposed to want or what I thought the other person wanted. Um, So lately I've been asking myself and allowing myself to sit with what I really, really, really want versus what I'm supposed to want. And as I began doing that, there are sometimes shame kind of comes with it because it's just like, uh, I'm not supposed to want that because I am XYZ, because I am a Christian, because I am a daughter of Zion, because I am the good girl. I hate that term, but you know what I mean? Because I am expected to be this, because I want this, because I desire this, I can't desire that. But lately, I've just been like, who said that? (laughs) Who said that? Who said I can't want that? Um, Who said, 
any of that? Who said I can't do that? So that has really, really, really been helping me take up space beautifully. And it's been helping me with my confidence, like leaps and bounds, because it's, it's helping me trust my decision making and it's helping me be accountable, right? Because there's no room for bitterness or resentment or disappointment when it's based off what I want, right? I can't get mad at somebody like, well, I did, I did, I did that for you or I thought you'd be more appreciative because I adjusted for you or I accommodated, or I accommodated you or I compromised here. It's like, nah, I'm doing what I want to do. So I now have to be accountable to that. Only me, me, myself and I. So it's helping me be more mature in my decision making, make wise decisions and also stand 10 toes um, flat, you know, when it may not be the best decision. So yeah, that, that is, is how I've been able to take up space. And I encourage you to do the same. Okay. Cause we only got one life. We ain't here for a long time. So why live your life for everyone else but you? Like, I mean, they matter, but you do too. So maybe start there. <laughs> what a concept. So yeah, those are the questions on my first Q&A. I feel so cool. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this next segment. This is um, my new segment called Shades of Dating. So a few weeks ago, I put a poll up on Instagram asking my followers to vote on a name for this new segment. And I was like, should I call it like Shady Escapades? Should I call it Shady Dating? Or should I call it shades of dating or something like that I had like three three um different choices and like by far the majority of you voted for shades of dating so this will be the segment where me and my guests share our dating experiences we'll take this time to just share a story with hopes to you know be lighthearted, hope to make you laugh because dating is exhausting and frustrating and it can, it can make you feel lonely and it can, you know, wear on your hope. Hope deferred makes a heart sick. So I'd be like, Lord, I don't know how much longer I can hope for something that seems to not exist. So yeah, this, this segment would just be to just be lighthearted about a topic that is really stressful to many of us who are single and actually are hoping for romance and hoping for um, a long-term monogamous committed relationship. This is us just, just talk about like how the dating pool is full of piss and how we're over it. But also it's like a kind of laugh at my pain segment, right? So this one is about me dating a guy who looked just like my daddy. Weird. <laughs> so we met on a dating app. Um, and dating apps are trash, but this one is the least trash. So it's one that I, for whatever reason, typically revisit when I'm in the mood to find a man child. It's so insane, but I keep going back to it. Anyways, I don't want to say the name of the app because I don't know if he still listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so we met outside the city. I was living in Nashville. Child, it don't matter because by the time I tell the details, if he listening, he gonna know. Shoot. Um, this was the top of the pandemic and he seemed phenomenal. First of all, 
his pictures looked great. He's he's pretty handsome guy, right? Like, and you know, I, I I gotta I gotta I don't have a type, but I do have a preference. Does that make sense? So like a type is, I think a, a particular partner that we continually go for, physically speaking, right? I'm not talking about um, non physical features, but like physically, I don't have a type, but I do have a preference because like I've dated tall, short, skinny, lanky, slender, not so skinny um built football muscular like i i don't light skin dark skin brown skin so like i don't have a type but i do have a preference and that preference is chocolate all right dark skin with the pearly whites hello hello mighty god um yes <laughs> so um this guy was that and my dad is dark skin right with a beautiful smile so that was a standard that was set before I came in this world. <laughs> um, so yes, great guy. And we had great conversation. So when it was time to meet in person, we figured out a way to, you know, socially distance dates. We literally like were social, like he was across the living room, like <laughs> across the living room. Like I don't even, I, I think if we hugged, it was with masks on, like, it was, yeah, it was a strange time, folks. Anyways, we figured out a way to meet and we did. And I was like, oh, okay. So he doesn't look exactly like his pictures. Close enough. But this man looks like my dad. And that is really strange. <laughs> like, it was just odd. But I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. Like, it wasn't a huge deal in the beginning. But as we continued to like meet up, I think we met up in a total of like three times. And there was one of them times where at this point it's like, okay, I'm a bit more comfortable, you know, being closer to you. Now we're not, you know, across the living room from each other. Now we are, you know, face to face, forehead to forehead, cheek to cheek. And I'm I'm in this man's face, you know, we're kissing or something like, I don't know. And I was like, oh my God, like I am centimeters away from this man's face and I cannot get my dad's, my, my dad's face out of my mind. Like this is creepy. Okay. Like this is very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> there was this moment where I literally was like, whoa. Duh. And I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, this is just weird. I don't like this. <laughs> I can't be, you know, trying to be intimate and romantic and expressive and affectionate when I'm thinking about my daddy, like this is strange. Uh-uh, I don't like it. I unenroll. <laughs> it was weird, guys. Like, yeah, I'm looking at this man's face like, why do you look like William Brown? <laughs> it was so strange. So I just did not, uh-uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, no. So that didn't work out. That was a little bit too creepy for me. Like, I love my daddy. But the way I do not want to be thinking about that man when I'm in front of my man. Mm-mm. Nope. Won't be able. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's my first edition of Shades of Dating. <laughs> Let's get to brownie points. 
this is the one outside of let's unpack it this is the one segment that has been consistent since season one and I think it's just gonna stay like brownie points is a staple it's just it's just a part you know it, it comes with it it come it just yeah it works so brownie points is back and it's here to stay so you know what it is it's the segment where we celebrate ourselves for a victory whether it is a tiny victory or a very large victory give yourself brownie points do something as simple as writing yourself a quick memo in your phone or, or jotting down a note on a sticky note right like just to appreciate yourself for how dope you are that's it no, no, nothing fancy nothing major just give yourself brownie points um, kudos to you for being dope. I'm giving myself brownie points for recording this podcast. You can watch the um, video prior to this one about the frustrations I've experienced trying to get to this point. Um, it has felt like every obstacle that could present itself to prevent me from getting on YouTube has presented itself. It's just been a lot of challenges technically. Um, even like down to getting sick and I still have allergies happening or whatever, but it's like, you know what? I'm just going to push through and I'm very proud of myself for finally getting it done. Finally getting this episode. And it's something about like, once you do it one time, you get into a rhythm, into a flow. So everything that comes from like everything from this point should be, I'm hoping will be much easier. Um, it's just about like, uh, trying to get to a place where you have momentum. You gotta do something first, right? So hopefully this will create some momentum and some consistency. But yeah, I'm giving myself brownie points for doing this because child, creating content is is a challenge. Um, it's enjoyable and I love it, but it is a challenge to actually create the things and all the logistics and stuff. So brownie points to me for finally getting this mug on YouTube. All right, y'all, do the same for yourselves. Um, show your show yourself some love. That's all I got for today. So please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, please um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, comment, all the things like. Um, and if you'd like to buy some podcast merch, please visit everythingleb.myspreadshop.com or just click the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook. And if you'd like to support the podcast in a way that doesn't cost you money, please feel free to subscribe to my mailing list. You can do that by clicking the link in my bio on social media. And um, you can, of course, like I said earlier, subscribe to this YouTube channel, Everything LEB. Also, you can leave a five-star review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate that. That's very helpful. And of course, good old word of mouth, right? Like sharing this podcast with your community, sending an episode, sending this episode to your group chat, you know, or posting um, one of the graphics or one of the posts that I have on social media, sharing that to your story, like all of that is really, really appreciated. So yeah, I really appreciate you for tuning in um, to another episode of Shades of Brown and for supporting this podcast. So as always, I'd like to leave you with this. Be well, love well, be loved well. That's my prayer for you because I believe you deserve that. So until next time, bye.